There is nothing binding about blood. It may come from the heart, it may run through our veins, but what flows within us will always be different. Even our similarities will never compose us of the same matter. Even if the Bible says so, even if your past has told you otherwise, you and I are not the same. I breathe life into the rooms I walk into. I do not suck the oxygen out. The love I give is soul penetrating. I love with my entire body, not just a mouth or a fist, but fingertips, cheeks, eyelashes, and soft skin. I speak at whatever volume necessary to be heard and nothing louder. I love what loves me equally. I hug those who feel like sunshine. I nestle into places where I feel a deep sense of knowing that I am exactly where I need to be. You say I fall through your hands like water, not knowing it was all I had to put out the flame. Welcome back to Vibe and Cultivate, everybody. Season two, here we go. Um, I'm going to start opening all of my episodes with a poem or an excerpt from a poem. Maybe it'll be mine, maybe it will be someone else's. That was mine, something I just wrote. Um, It doesn't have a title. It doesn't really need one, but I'll probably give it one at some point. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about healing, per usual, but I... I want to, this season, start breaking things down in a way that is comprehensible to anyone and really starting with the beginning, starting with basics because even people who may be active in the wellness space, they may be mental health advocates or professionals and, you know, that's wonderful, but at our core, we are all the same and we are all just trying to get through the day and understand our past experiences and how they still affect us and um along with that some something that we we all need to do and need to integrate into our own healing journey whatever that may look like is self-forgiveness that was the first thing I knew I wanted to talk about in this season as I was mapping everything out. Um, And, you know, you might be wondering, like, why is self-forgiveness and just forgiving in general, why is that so important? You know, most people just hear forgive and forget, um, forgiveness sets you free and all of that. But I'm not really interested in any, like, cliches or any blanket solutions that are really just projected onto us as fake solutions to real problems. Um, I basically just want to help people understand that before we can change any aspect of our life, experience, relationships, trajectory, um, we have to forgive ourselves. So that is honestly, you know, something, it's something I viewed for a long time as, um, 
you know, it, as a specific instance, you know, it would be like an event that happened or something I did and then, you know, forgiving myself for that one thing and then being like, oh, okay, so it's, it's over, that's it. But in actuality, what I've learned is that forgiving yourself is an everyday practice especially if you are someone who is really hard on yourself, if you are a perfectionist, if you have imposter syndrome. And these are things where if I heard someone else say the words imposter syndrome and perfectionism, I would just laugh and be like, oh, that's me too. Like, LOL, I'm also going through that, but like not really taking it seriously. And then, you know, in my past year of life, I've learned that in particular with imposter syndrome, if you are commiserating with people who also experience the same feeling, then you are really just amplifying it. You're not actually solving the problem. And that was advice from a psychiatrist at an event that I went to um, that was about imposter syndrome. So needless to say, it is reliable advice. Um, And I had never really thought about that before. You know, I have a lot of friends who come from immigrant families who are people of color and they experience imposter syndrome a lot, as do I. And I don't think we ever realized that we were reinforcing that in each other. Um, So bottom line, um, your process of forgiving yourself every day is not going to look anything like someone else's. The way that someone else may practice wellness, meditation, mindfulness, or really anything of that sort, or even just like how they tend to their mental health, it's not going to look like yours. And I have made the mistake in the past as well of like measuring the quality of how I practice self-care compared to my friends who I looked up to and admired because they to me were truly taking care of themselves and then now you know as we become adults we have real conversations about it and I I come to know that like even though things in their life seemed a particular way like they were also struggling and there were also things going on beneath the surface that I did not see so truly that tells us like you can't necessarily trust your judgment in every given situation and especially especially if you are using that to measure your own worth to whatever degree because it's just it's not a reliable mechanism so okay here we go um yes as i said before we really do have to forgive ourselves before we can ever expect any change to come into our lives um and that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to fully complete that process of of healing an old wound or um, even fully, like, leaning into that self-compassion. Because as long as you're trying and as long as you acknowledge that that step needs to be meaningfully, you know, approached in in a very you know, intentional and considerate way. Um, I feel like that's just as important, you know, like even admitting that something is a problem, we all know is very, very challenging. Um, So I have some affirmations that go along with that, that I think may help. 
um, if affirmations work for you to say in the morning or to say whenever you're listening to this. Um, if anything sticks out to you, feel free to write it down. Um, I love when people put affirmations on their phone, on their lock screen. Um, I do that all the time. <laughs> um, okay, so these are some affirmations to say aloud for self-forgiveness. I will not dwell on mistakes that I've already made. I will not carry burdens that are not mine to bear. I will not stress over outcomes that I cannot control. You did the best you could with the level of awareness you had. Let me repeat that because why not? I will not dwell on mistakes that I've already made. I will not carry burdens that are not mine to bear. I will not stress over outcomes that I cannot control. You did the best you could with the level of awareness you had. Okay. Sit with that for a sec. These are things that as I'm reading it, like I even need to take a minute to really think about it because I, like many people, have anxiety and telling myself things like this really helps on a day-to-day basis. I don't practice affirmations every day. Um, I think maybe that maybe that's a change that I'll make in my life and I'll start integrating them. Um, so moving on from this, um, one reason why forgiving yourself is really fucking hard (laughs) is um because of the emotionality of it and for a lot of us tapping into those deep-seated emotions especially if you are not used to it if you were not raised in a community in a household that spoke openly about mental health or even allowed people to have a voice Um, that physically and mentally silences you. You know, we don't talk about how the mental health stigma is not just, you know, seen in statistics. It's not just seen in suicide rates or, you know, rates of depression and anxiety and, you know, different, different disorders that people have to go through. Um, it's everything that we don't think of as well. You know, it's how we interpret silence. People silence when a certain topic is brought up and that triggers them and that brings up something for them, but you would never know because they've been conditioned into silence. And I think so many people have experienced that. Even all these people that we think are so outgoing, so exuberant, you know, possibly the most extroverted people you know have been silenced in their life and there are things about their experience that you may never know because you know they were never given the space to really talk about it so um some reasons why we fear our emotions and why we fear admitting them or even talking about them and i say we because this all of this includes me. This is not me, you know, teaching a lesson. Like, this is things I have realized because of 
these breakthroughs that I've had in my own journey. So reasons why we fear our emotions um, include that we've been punished by a parent or authority figure for showing our emotions. So we subconsciously fear what might happen if we talk about them. Even if we're in a space with people who truly support us and truly love us, it's like that subconsciously, unconsciously does not matter because we have, we're remembering the past. You know, the power of memory is so, so important. Um, I am currently taking a philosophy class that's partially about that. And um, it really is very, very interesting. However, you know, in this class, we learned that relationships that form after the fact, you know, after we've had any experience like that, um, really is an opportunity to identify that problem and then create a better reality for ourselves. Um, And I know that sounds like, you know, way easier said than done, and that's very true. But, you know, it is proven, you know, if you identify, like, this is something, this is something I went through in my relationship with you know, my ex-partner, or this is something that, um, this is a lie that I was told by a parent, this, you know, this thing I learned in my family wasn't okay, um, and I recognize that I want to implement different principles into my life, whatever that is, so I'm going to make that happen, and truly, it is that simple as making a decision to do better and to be better, Um, but obviously that begins with admitting your emotions and talking about it. Um, and then finally, um, another reason we fear our emotions is that we are afraid that our emotions will swallow us whole. And that is very, very real, you know, for some people who have not had the opportunity to experience emotional regulation and truly just mental peace and clarity. Um, If you've never been able to talk about how you feel, then it's assumed that if you start talking about it, then it's just going to completely overcome you. Like it's going to take over your whole mind and body. Um, And it really takes, you know, learning the tools to, you know, process and understand, like, how to talk about this. And then, you know, just getting the words out and having a space where you can speak freely, whether that's in therapy or in a support group or just around people that you really trust. But finding ways to you know, exercise that muscle of talking about your emotions. I feel like that's, you know, one way that you could put it. It really is a muscle that you have to use for a while in the same way that, you know, if you are out of therapy, you know, if you were doing it for a while and then you're out of it and then you have to go back, sometimes you have to relearn the technique of talking about your past traumas and talking about, um, these different things, which is never easy. It's not something that anybody's going to be fantastic at. You know, all these things that we're talking about, like they hurt and they were real experiences. Um, And however we feel is incredibly valid. Um, 
But basically what I'm saying is that talking about your emotions, you know, it doesn't have to, like, swallow you whole. <laughs> like, there are ways to, to mitigate that. Um, however, all of those fears are very valid, and I have felt all of them before, so I understand. Um, and in that same thread, I want to talk about the trauma brain. So the trauma brain, if you are wondering, is basically the state that your mind is in and the place that you are operating from after you have experienced trauma. This is not specific to any particular trauma, just, you know, based on studies about the effects of trauma on the brain. So as I'm describing this, I'm going to personify the trauma brain, meaning I'm going to kind of act as if the trauma brain is a person. The reason I'm going to do that is basically the, the purpose of all this is that the trauma brain is not you. The trauma brain is a result of your past horrible experiences. So I think people tend to take ownership of things that the trauma brain causes you to think and feel. Um, but I feel like that has, that has a lot to do with, you know, blaming yourself. So kind of circling back to this idea of self-forgiveness, I want to re-emphasize that this is not you. This is a product. So first, the trauma brain has an obsessive desire to be chosen by new romantic partners without any awareness of how you and your body feels about the connection. The trauma brain has chronic social anxiety about how new people will perceive you. The trauma brain has a need for consistent distraction from the present moment through substance abuse, social media scrolling, love, sex, or chronic daydreaming. The trauma brain has ego stories of self-judgment and comparison. The trauma brain has a lack of self-trust that leads to procrastination and self-sabotage. So the way that we handle all these different things is ultimately through self-transformation. Um, and, you know, again, on this podcast, we are always very real. And I'm telling you that these moments of self-transformation it's about the ones that no one sees when you're undergoing these drastic changes in your life or small changes and nobody sees it nobody's validating you nobody is clapping for you telling you that you're doing everything right it's when you're struggling or when you're alone possibly isolated possibly lonely and you know, you're really putting in the work yourself. And maybe you're putting in the work and you don't even know. Maybe you're just kind of going through the motions, but, you know, you're doing the things that you know you need, whether it's seeking out help, eating healthy, going to the gym, um, journaling, or, you know, putting yourself out there socially, whatever it is. Um, it's those different, you know, moments of growth that transform you where you're not getting applause. 
Um, so for me, a really key point of self-transformation was um, it had to do with identifying my wounded ego. So I was able to trace that back to childhood from people consistently telling me that I am unworthy. Um, And even though outwardly I, for the longest time, have seemed just mindlessly confident, um, especially, you know, not so much talking about now with being mindlessly confident but more so in the past probably like three years ago two years ago um the reason I seemed that way is I was on autopilot um you know at the time if we're talking about you know three years ago I still would consider myself during that time you know, a child or someone who is at the end of childhood um, or teenage years, but ultimately you're still not really an adult. Um, And I really didn't have, like, the emotional intelligence that I needed um, to understand anything that had to do with, like, how to heal an ego or, you know, how to even begin to unpack that. And so I was just in this endless cycle of reactions and projections and I thought I was above all of it I thought that you know all these things people talk about with you know you got to be mindful of your words and you have to you know just different different advice I just never thought and any of it applied to me I really didn't I was like no I already know all of this um I'm just trying to like be on my shit I'm trying to like forward my career and whatever I was focused on at the time a bunch of stuff and I was trying so hard to erase so much of my past and so much of my past experiences because I was afraid that my emotions would swallow me whole I was afraid that if I unearthed all of this that I wouldn't be able to handle it and I didn't know who I could really talk to about it um this was around the time that I started therapy because I was experiencing acute symptoms of anxiety I was experiencing physical pain um that was disrupting my everyday life had to go to a doctor it was a whole thing um and it was really not good it was a really bad time in my life and that moment my freshman year of college was really a catalyst for major changes in my life you know not just talking about mental health but again I'm emphasizing that when you begin to unpack your your traumas that it's connected to everything else once we understand the root of why we feel a certain way it opens up the possibilities for everything else um and yeah, I just I just want people to know that yes, I understand that everybody wants this self-transformation. You know, there's this especially nowadays, there's this like idealized version of of what someone who's healthy is. 
Um, you know, we see these like TikToks and different things that people make on social media of like, oh, my perfect life where I get up super early in the morning and I make coffee and avocado toast and I go for a run and then I meditate for two hours and then I do all the work that I set out to do. And it's like, why, again, again, why are we believing a single narrative from one person that was really just then ripped off by the rest of social media? Because it's, it's not, okay, I don't want to go into a rant right now, but I'm going to do a whole episode on toxicity in the wellness space. Just you wait. But for now, for now, I just want to emphasize that after I said emphasize 5,000 times, um, this is this is hard. It's not as simple as, oh, just decide that you want to, you know, wake up early. Or, like, yeah, that's good for you. But like, there is no one solution for everyone. Um, this shit is really, 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 really hard. So if we can just go back to the very beginning of what we were talking about with forgiving yourself, that is, that's a milestone. Don't let anybody ever tell you that that's not a milestone. Even if you still experience moments of weakness and you know, these hard points where you're processing something that you thought you were over, but you're not over it and you're still triggered by it. That's okay. Forgive yourself for that moment as well. You know, forgive yourself for literally everything, everything, even if you don't think you deserve it. Like I, I'm telling you, it will transform everything else. If you release that one piece of you that you're still holding on to, the, the guilt, the shame, whatever it is, it opens up doors for literally everything else. So I hope that this was helpful. I'm very glad that I got to begin this season with this episode. I think it is incredibly important. That's why I began with it. Um, if you want to continue learning about this there are so many different resources Um, personally I get a lot of this information from psychologists and therapists who are active on various platforms they have podcasts Um, they also have instagrams obviously I follow um, oh I have a long list It's definitely posted on this podcast Instagram for sure, for sure. Um, Top people that I probably go to are... um, Oh, I also go to Poets, duh. Um, Young Pueblo, shout out. Um, Dr. Nicola Pera. Um, This other person who her handle is NY Therapist. Bomb, amazing, impeccable. You know, some people, um, again, this is going into a rant about the wellness space, but some people when they post, um, I initially like follow them, but then I realize like their posts are really just like trauma inducing, I guess, or I don't know if that's the right way of putting it, but it's just like unnecessarily in your face for me personally. If it benefits other people, go off, but for me, it wasn't helpful, so, um, yeah, those are just some people. 
but yeah go through my instagram you'll find it (laughs) um but yeah there's so many resources to continue learning about this you can google stuff and you'll find something um just be mindful of the sources that you are going to and be mindful of people who are trying to profit off of you um okay yeah that's it thank you so much for listening um thank you for waiting for season two happy to be back happy to be back on my shit um i will publish as often as i can i wish i could promise that i could do like weekly podcasts but my life doesn't really allow for that so um this is what we got for now thank you guys again if you want to support this podcast um you can send me money via zelle or paypal or venmo all my information is in the bio wherever you are listening to this um all right go have a beautiful day um and be easy on yourself bye everyone